Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to President, Patriot, or Puppet. I believe that Russia is preparing to fight World War III against the United States, not with conventional weapons, but with something worse than that, the American dollar. If we go after Russia with economic weapons, then they simply come back joined with a country like China with their own economic weapons that they will create, which equates to World War III with the economic weapons from the from America countered by Russian joined with a country like China. When you examine the global impact of the Ukraine crisis and that Obama's only action is to install sanctions in the Russian dollar's ties with the United States, then if Russia joins with China to create economic warfare right back at America, that will be the equivalent of World War III. There are investigative reports that the 2008 stock market crash was believed to be the economic crisis as a result of purposeful attacks on the U.S. financial market by a state actor or by financial terrorists. Just think what the collusion between Russia and China, our biggest lender, would create. Yes, Russia is playing a very good game of chess, and there's every reason to believe that Russia has thought this out in advance and is planning to take full advantage of the weak American dollar with a Chinese uh, alliance. Both countries know how a system with substantial growing debt is vulnerable to such attacks. The crisis began in November when the Ukrainian president, Viktor uh, Yankovych, reversed course and failed to sign the economic agreement with the EU and instead chose to accept a $15 billion loan from Russia, sparking and, uh, and usurping uh, by an uprising of protesters uh, who wanted closer alignment with the rest of, the, of Europe and not Russia. After Yankovych was ousted, Russian forces marched into Ukraine's Crimea region, home mostly of ethnic Russians, and a territory that was once part of Russia. Further adding fuel to the flame, the sanctions announced against several of the Russians' wealthiest oligarchs and politicians certainly will not be enough to stop Putin. Some Russian leaders have even joked that these are insignificant measures from a weak United States administration. One thing is certain. The greatest threat to our stability is not conventional warfare, but the destabilization of our economy by an enemy. Putin has promised that he would take America's role as the leading global financial mammoth away vowing to create alternatives to the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. In 2011, he criticized the U.S. debt load, saying the U.S. is living way beyond their means and shifting a part of their weight of their problems to the world economy for our enemy to announce what we are actually doing. The truth about our economy is scary enough and the American crooks that are spending our tax dollars and borrowing even more to spend even more frivolously is a shame because we, the American people, can't seem to see the fact for ourselves. Putin said, to some, to some extent, the U.S. is living like parasites off the global economy and their monopoly of the dollar and the printing press to make more fake money. Last week, the Wall Street Journal reported a significant drop in foreign central banks' treasury bond holdings at the Federal Reserve. Analysis said they believe the drop was a result of Russia shifting treasury bond holdings out of the Fed 
and into offshore accounts so it would be able to buy or sell its portfolio if the U.S. and the European allies imposed economic sanctions over the Ukraine. Now, I, for one, certainly see a pre-planned attack orchestrated by Putin. Earlier this month, Kremlin economic aide Sergei Glazhev made Russia's intentions for economic warfare very clear, saying an attempt to announce sanctions would end in a crash for the financial system of the United States, which would cause the end of domination of the United States in the global financial system. Glazhev said Russia could stop using the dollar, creating its own payment system with our partners in the East and South. The U.S. is living like parasites off the global economy. They're a monopoly of the dollar. Okay. Now, Kevin Freeman, a global financial analyst with expertise in the financial warfare and terrorism, warned that Russia, along with allies like China, could cripple the United States financial system. Freeman, who concluded in 2009 report for the Pentagon that subversive elements were likely involved in the 2008 stock market crash, he made that statement during the the Summer Olympics in Beijing, Russia was already attempting to further disrupt the U.S. financial system with the help of China. Now, in 2011, the Washington Times obtained Freeman's 2009 unclassified report, which outlined that a three-phase attack was planned and is in progress and processed against the United States economy. Despite a final report form and from the Federal Government's Financial Crisis Inquiry Commission that blamed the crash on such economic factors as high-risk mortgage lending practices and poor federal regulation and supervision, Freeman noted that evidence suggesting that outside forces likely played a role, a factor that the Commission did not examine, by the way. Former Treasury Secretary Hank Paulson said a person told me that the Chinese had received a message from the Russians, which was, hey, let's join together and sell Fannie and Freddie securities on the market, Paulson told the BBC. Now, the Chinese weren't going to do that, but again, it just drove home to clear-minded people how vulnerable America really is. We had put Fannie and Freddie into a conservatorship, the rescue plan for them, that was eventually put in place. What if Russia and China dumped all their holdings, not just the Fannie and Freddie debt, but all their treasury debt, and they got the Chinese and others to do it as well? Only an idiot can't see that we are only attempting to dig out of a financial debt disaster, which we are in now. Now, can you imagine the depth of the financial disaster we would sink to, which would be far below the bottom we're at now? As Supreme Court Justice Roberts so aptly observed in the ruling that rewrote and endorsed the Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, Elections have consequences after Obama won a second term in office. I don't know about you, but our Second Amendment rights have been constantly attacked by Obama and administration would be reason to suggest Obama had an agenda to destroy American, America's uh, economy and that he knew He had to disarm Americans to weaken an obvious revolution. Obama had help in his attempts to disarm Americans with Bill Clinton's actions, which was set up in 2013. Aaron Alexis went into the Naval Sea Systems Command Building 
197 and killed 12 people before being shot by police. The wake of that September 2013 fatal shooting of 12 people by a civilian military contractor who went on rampage at Washington Naval Yard saw the recirculation of a rumor that gained momentum and the November 2009 fatal shooting of the 13 people by the U.S. Army psychiatrist at Fort Hood, Texas, what arose from that was one of the reasons these mass shooters had not been stopped earlier in their killing sprees was because President Bill Clinton had issued an executive order back in 1993 that prohibited personnel on military bases from carrying firearms while on duty that shouts to criminals and terrorists alike that you are safe here. Bring your guns and shoot the folks. What has surfaced in the Obama administration to prove his attempt to confiscate our guns? In my view, and what I see as top of the list, would be fast and furious scam by his law-breaking top lawman, Eric Holder. Along with the removal of our guns, what about welcoming terrorists into government and government agencies like the IRS? Al-Qaeda spy and convicted felon, uh, Wes Russell, is currently working as a financial management analysis under the IRS Deputy Chief Finance Officer, as reported by Patrick Poole of JP Media. Russell was convicted of spying for al-Qaeda operatives in 2008 for secretly accessing the FBI's database to tip off al-Qaeda operatives who were under surveillance. And this is rumored to be just the tip of the iceberg. What is our Commander-in-Chief Barack Hussein Obama doing about al-Qaeda operatives infiltrating the IRS? Is he launching an investigation? Is he raiding IRS offices? Is he rounding up the Islamist and Muslim Brotherhood operatives in his administration? The answer to this is none of the above. Obama has in fact welcomed Islamists into his administration with open arms. Obama said... We have decimated al-Qaeda and have them on the run. Now that branded him liar-in-chief. Like his use of the word period after a comment from his lips, now we know simply means what I just stated was a lie. He has our enemies inside the government. Obama is a treasonous American imposter in my opinion and should be put on trial for his treasonous acts. We don't know for sure that all Muslims are terrorists, but we certainly know that all terrorists are Muslim and not one Muslim speaks out against the terrorist acts. No Muslim, therefore, should be in government position in a Western country, it turns out that while the IRS tax agency was targeting conservative groups for special investigative scrutiny, it was also giving a pass to this terrorist facilitator that the IRS hired and is reportedly to this day still employed as a financial management analysis, a uh, former police officer who had been convicted by the Justice Department for tipping off a terrorist suspect, a close associate of top al-Qaeda operative Anwar Awaki to the FBI's surveillance of that suspect. Now, Weiss Russell, he has changed his name, by the way, Weiss uh, Rasul, the name under which he was convicted, is currently employed as a financial management uh, analyst in the IRS Deputy Chief Financial Office. As we had spoke earlier, in uh, 2008, Russell, or Rusul, 
was prosecuted for his role in tipping off Abdul Abdullah al Nashan, a close associate of Al Qaeda cleric Anwar Awaki, and a friend of Russell's from their Muslim mosque. According to the Justice Department's statement of facts filed at the time of Russell's indictment, Al Nashan provided a license plate numbers to Russell for cars he believed were conducting surveillance on him. Russell then checked those plate numbers in the FBI's NCIC database, which came back to a leasing company, which federal prosecutors claimed would have tipped off Russell to the Bureau's surveillance. He left a phone message for uh, al Nashan that the FBI intercepted, now, let me repeat, no Muslim should be in government position in the Western countries. The United States Constitution must be the rule book, and we, strong Americans, cannot stand by while it is being decimated by those controlling government. And that is not just the president, it's the Congress who stands by while it takes place while simply going along to get along. Everyone who has ever participated in or watched any sporting event or other competition understands the true value of the rule book. Without it, there would be total chaos. Without it, there would be no way to determine legal moves or to achieve an outcome. Without the rules, in very short order, there would be no game, and the only winners would be those with the least morality coupled with the most aggression. For decades and decades, the most important rule book ever written has been interpreted and manipulated by or totally ignored by politicians and congressmen, senators and presidents. Even those assigned by that rule book the Constitution, to play the part of the referee, have deserted their country and joined the teams of the rule breakers on the field to keep going along to get along. Those who have chosen to stand up for American values or, and our founding documents have, in a sense, chosen to be the grown-ups on the playground and the referees in the playing field. We who bring you this radio program are among those grown-ups, strong Americans, and one of them that I would like to bring in now for his comments is Dr. Mark Davis. Hello, Dr. Thank you, David. I really appreciate it. It was an excellent introduction to what we'll be talking about today. It's funny that the NSA has been going after all Americans in this country, but NSA was very well aware that Nidal Hassan was communicating with Anwar al-Awlaki in 2009 and previously uh, to the murders that he caused, the 13 murders and 32 premeditated uh, attempts to kill people. This this is what, what America is about. They're going after the citizens, not the real people that are hurting us. And... As you reflected in, in your notes just now, um, America is coming undone by the by the court. Basically, we're being attacked from outside the country. Putin is manipulating the money system, and he's getting China uh, and trans them into helping out as well. And what do we have? We have an unstable economy. The market's up and down here in, in America as well. And it's like a, a lawless society that we're in right now. And it's... And it's Funny, they're raiding the treasury. They're pumping money into the uh, to the economic basis of this country. And what are you seeing now? Everything is in flux. You mentioned Obamacare. <coughs> Excuse me. Particularly, Obamacare has now been 32 time alterations by the by the president himself. They just extended the uh, deadline again to April 15th. And everybody sees it unraveling, yet the president won't say the obvious that Obamacare is falling apart. There's not enough money to sustain this horrific uh, event. You mentioned the uh, 2012 June 28th decision by the Supreme Court 
uh, how judge, uh, the Supreme Court judge said, well, elections have consequences. Sure, but that was not his statement to make because he, he doesn't determine what's coming out of election. He's supposed to determine what's constitutional or not, and they didn't determine uh, if Obamacare is constitutional or not. All they said was that they're allowed to put it into force because it's for taxing authority. They have a taxing authority. Not, they didn't use the Commerce Clause in this case. Luckily for us, it would be forced to buy government cars and government lollipops, things like that, not to be too facetious. So what we have right now is a government out of control, Obama is a lawless man. He should be taken to task for it. We need Nuremberg trials to bring all these rats uh, in the Congress who have voted against. They vote against America. Every time they do something like Obamacare, immigration, things like that, it's a vote against America. And people need to be aware your country is becoming undone. And look around you. If you don't, you don't care, NSA is looking under your bed in your backyard, that's okay, too. That's up to you. That's why it was supposedly a free country years ago. It isn't free anymore, folks. So just, just, just look around you and you see things changing. From the school system to the military system to the atheism. Atheism is now being pushed throughout the country, throughout the military. Flags are being taken down. Oh, an elderly woman the other day, I don't know if you heard about this story, she put a flag up in her window in her apartment and they want to evict her for putting up a flag in her window. It's just, it's just crazy and it's getting crazier. Excellent introduction, David. You know, you know, Abraham Lincoln said something that is just perfect for this particular point. And we, the people, are the rightful masters of both Congress and the courts. Not to overthrow the Constitution, but to overthrow the men who would prevent the Constitution. You know, we are involved in that right now. They laugh at the Constitution, how many times has this president broken the law? That is a terrorist act. It's a treasonous act. And, and, and it's not just in my view, it's in many people's view. When a person who is elected president puts his hand on the Bible and promises to uh, uh, protect and defend the Constitution, and then goes out first and announces we're not a Christian country anymore, and secondly, uh, I, my, I have a pen and I, I have a phone and I don't need Congress, and he just simply changes laws and does his own uh, thing to what I call deliberately devour us from an internal view. If he can destroy our economy and put up a false front like the Fast and Furious scam and things of those orders and have people talk about we need to get rid of those guns. He can make us weaker and less able to rise up in a revolution. I truly believe that was a preset agenda. Do you see that at all? Yes, I think so. I think he came in in 2008. He had a set list of ideas that he wanted to follow Obama, and he followed them each one early when he came into presidency. They started um, the Obamacare legislation, the PPACA, Patient Protection and Affordability Care Act. That was being developed with mostly with lawyers, legislators, very few doctors input. So they were going to take over or usurp the um, health care system. Military, immediately they started downsizing. They found ways of cutting benefits. They found ways of cutting military spending. And not for efficiencies, as a bulk way to reduce our armament, our ability to defend ourselves. And now we just heard just in the last month that they want to take down the military even more. So this was coming from 2008 onwards when the president was elected. We knew he was going to take it. He doesn't like the military. His salute tells everything. We know he doesn't like our energy policies here. He's doing everything to stifle our energy policies. He's, not, he's worried about we drilling in places that there's an insect or a, a small animal that would be affected by it. He's not worried about it if it's in Saudi Arabia or Libya or, or other places where we get it or only on, the, on, on our own soil. So he's looking to destroy our energy policy. Whatever happens here in negative in energy happens positive for Saudi Arabia and its pals in the Middle East or Venezuela or wherever else we get our oil from, even uh, from Russia. So it benefits them. It doesn't benefit us. And that means there's an agenda somewhere behind everything 
that Obama says as well. Now, when we looked at the military specifically, and we saw they want to bring troop levels and equipment levels pre-World War II, that's insane. It is. I don't know if you heard about the other day. Obama was talking about being worried about uh, someone nuking New York City. Did you see that article? I did. About nuking New York City. Unbelievable that a president would even think this way. He said exactly. he's not worried as much about Putin doing it as some other place out there like Iran or whatever. So that particular article is alarming. I have family in New York City as well as millions of other people do. And, and I'm worried. I'm worried when a president thinks this way. Do you want this man to be able to answer the red phone at 3 o'clock in the morning? This is the guy that we talked about was either Hillary or him when they were competing back in 2008. I would have rather had Hillary up there. I think she would have had more sense than this guy. I don't like either one, but I think it would be better we would have had Hillary in there because this guy has no sense at all. And we just heard he was over in Europe, and then the uh, Saudi king raised his hand and said, I want you down here, Barack Obama. Come over here and kiss my ring. He ran right away down there to kiss his ring. Yeah. I, yeah, I know you're aware of this. And this is, it's a stupid statement that yeah. that we have to make. And, you know, if we don't continue making those statements and make a a presence known that this person is not an American, this person is not for America. If we don't make those and outline those, not just by statements, but facts that we are presenting and presenting uh, most exceptional, by the way, and for anyone to say to themselves, are you better off today than you were you know, five and a half years ago, it would be easy enough for even the low-informed to understand that no matter if we're borrowing all this money from China and Japan and every place on, on Earth to give you something free just to keep us in office, can you not understand that if you started getting credit card after credit card and maxing all of them out, that one day the credit is going to stop and you to fall? That means we all must fall. An economic crisis is indeed a World War III which was the gist of this entire program. I don't believe Russia and the U.S. are headed for combat war. It's it's going to be an economic war. It's simply unthinkable for both of of any of them on the street and the defense strategists alike and the world's two biggest by far nuclear powers would step into a ring together nearly 70 years of postponing and bluffing each other. Far more likely... Is be a new proxy war between the powers via the the client state, some uh, something we refer to as the Cold War throughout the most second half of the 20th century. Remember the Cold War, as scary as the term sounds, and as terrifying as, as some of the cultural icons, uh, it gave rise to or. Uh, anybody remember Duck and Cover, for instance? Yeah. And uh, what about? Uh, the actual uh, outcome was it stimulated arms industries. You know, there, there's a lot of of things that people need to pay attention to and understand. And I'm so proud that we're up here putting the platform together to make certain that people understand that we have to change this. We cannot go with the insanity of doing the same things over and over. I don't care that you get a few free things. How about this? We create a million jobs overnight and make it a a place, a country, where all business wants to come to, to thrive, and therefore create jobs. That is what our country needs. What I would say is, in New York City, let's take people back to the 1950s and 60s, there were civil defense shelters everywhere. You would see a little yellow sticker that says civil defense. You go down to this place, there's water there for two weeks and stuff. In actuality, if a bomb hits New York City, those people would have been dead. It would have made a crater so big. This is what we're worried about in 2014. We jumped from 1960s. 2014, we had the same mindset as we had back then. We have a new Cold War coming, even though the uh, mass media is saying, no, we don't. Yes, we do. And we're inciting it. We're inciting it more than Putin is. Uh, I think as Rand Paul said, let them have Crimea. What is it to us? Let them have Ukraine. What is it to us? They had it before. 
You think they didn't have it before? Go read history. If most people would read history, they'd understand that 57% of the population in Ukraine is Russian. But they don't understand that. Crimea is a small place. It's not a, not a large place. It, it, for strategic value, it's why, why Putin wants it. Because you, you know, strategic is, strategic is what we need to key on right here. Yeah. The worst thing in the world was what Obama did when he got in office, and that is yeah. to remove Poland's defense system, which was a, a complete travesty. If you want to think about the area, and you think about people who want to be yeah. a society yeah. of free people, and we simply back off from them, that was a, a key note right there. Had we all been smart enough to know the, the, the usurping of power in the very beginning, the removal of military from certain action, and the actual elimination of certain types of things that, that bonded us with our allies, turning his back on the Israeli uh, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and, and simply snubbing his nose and telling them that they need to return to the, uh, the old, uh, I forget the name of it now, the, uh, the, pre the Palestinian, Palestinian uh, yeah. border uh, yeah was supposed to be uh, given back to them, etc. Yes. All of those things, plus the fact that, you know, he had, and he's, and he's still on record, of saying that we need a private army bigger and stronger than our own army to be inside the American borders. And then he started trying to take the guns with the scams and all the things. We don't see these as, as little gotchas. It ought to be a map drawn, kind of like Glenn Beck did on the on the blackboard. He look here. This happened, and this happened, and this happened. Look at how they all link together, and look at how our country is evolving, de-evolving, to this direction, and what the outcome, the indicated outcome, is collapse from within. That is the whole nature. Weaken the army, destroy us from within, make. All groups inside hate one another. You know, he was supposed to be the person who was going to be the uniter, right? We have never been more divided in this country ever. Than Michael Savage. Yeah, Michael Savage said something. A lot of people do not like Michael Savage. He's, he's an intuitive character. He says borders, language, culture. And he was not off the mark on that because our borders are loose. The language is changing everywhere. I heard the other day some school system are going to be teaching Vietnamese of all things, decreasing their exposure to French. Uh, and the culture is just so changed. This is not a boiling pot. It used to call America the boiling pot or the melting pot because all these people are coming in now. Now we had sub-segments of the country are just one stream of, of certain ethnicities as well. So... We're not a boiling pot anymore. So maybe maybe we should start subsegmenting the country. We give the Mexicans, uh, they want Colorado, Arizona, those areas, give them. Why not? Why not? Obama's willing to give away anything he can. He's using the U.N. now uh, to infiltrate certain internet? governments He's in the states. You heard about that? Yeah. In Arizona? Yeah. He's giving the Internet away, right? Yeah, he's giving, he'll give it away. He'll give the Internet, he'll give the internet to China. People, people have to understand. Your country is vulnerable. Soon you're going to be paying a tax on the internet. They're floating that. They're trying to close those certain pathways so you can't get on and do a search. And when you're doing a search, I'm sure the NSA is looking at you to see if you're looking at what gunpowder does or uh, a school. There was a kid that was doing a school project, a fourth grader, looking at a bridge, and he was visited by two uh, secret service agents. How much crazier can we get? They're intercepting information. Uh, one case that comes to mind specifically, I think it was Erie, Pennsylvania, a doctor transmits information to a pharmacy that this guy needs anti-anxiety drugs. Maybe his dog died or something. I don't know. They, some, some radical group got a hold of it, gives it to the authorities, and they come with a SWAT team to take his guns. They, found, they matched him against the gun uh, license, and they, they came with a SWAT team to take away his guns. That happened in California as well. Yeah, These are the things. Information flow. They're 
getting in between us. They know everything we're doing. They is the government, the NSA, Social Security Administration, the Veterans Administration. If you go in there, they have a computer screen. You don't see it. They know everything about your life. They're collating all information. And if you believe they're just collecting metadata and putting it in the bank somewhere and not collating it, then you are very, very naive. Because that's what I heard on one of the major channels the other day. Oh, they're collecting metadata and not doing any. Metadata is just a lot of data they collect on all on everything around us, phone calls, uh, what we do, what we eat, where we sleep, how much money we make, whatever, who, who we're in bed with that, that night, that kind of stuff. And then they use it at will when they need it to bribe people. It sounds like we're going back to the FBI uh, years ago when they used to collect data on people and intimidate politicians. Now they're in, intimidating the entire population. So uh, we have a very, very bad government. It needs to be straightened out. We need strong leadership we don't have it. 2014 is the time where we can get this leadership. All right. And one more thing, Obamacare is unraveling. I have several articles out there that went national. And this is unraveling, and people need to know it. And if a few people are going to benefit, one, one person challenged me on the radio a couple of weeks ago, well, yeah, it's good for me because my, my, my premium went down. Yeah, but 50 other people's premiums went up. So you got what you want, but 50 other people. So that's the kind of system that you want, right? As long as you benefit, nobody else does. That's yeah. the craziness, David, and, and the people need to understand. We're on the wrong track. We're going the wrong way. And Obama's leading the pack, just like the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Government is not the solution. I, my, one of my greatest uh, heroes in, in past, of course, Ronald Reagan. Oh, yeah. And, and bringing us to an awareness of look at your country. Okay, look at your country as well as JFK. You know, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask, you know, what you can do for your country. All of those things that profoundly brought America to the forefront, how we are absolutely proud of our country. You know, I don't care that I saw something the other night that was just absolutely incredible. It No, no matter what how deep and dark the dungeon gets, I'm going to stand and fight to my last breath to save my country. But there was a, 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 a group that were asked the question on the, the uh, Kelly file, I believe is what it was, and they were asked a question, if someone gave you $10 million, would you leave America and never come back? How many of a show of hands? About 50% of them raised their hands. And all I'm saying is we have lost our track. It's been so easy for us to uh, destroy our neighbor. Think about it. When we were growing up, our neighbor was our family. Now they even make commercials to the fact that don't outspend your neighbors, outsmart them. They know that this jealousy exists, and there is that shining city on the hill that Reagan was always talking about, yeah. we have to somehow get back to those, those values, those family values and the things that, uh, that count the most. It's just uh, a, a, a disturbing factor that we all are looking for someone else to create uh, ease of our pain while we sit back and do nothing. We've got to reverse that. We've got to show people that this country is worth saving. We need to bring it. I mean, you ask out on the street if you watch some of the people talking with the millennials. They don't have a clue who's in Congress. They can't give a single name. They don't have any idea about the, the current events. They simply know most about something that they do on the Internet and have no accountability for themselves and they have no forward thinking, forward view of what is taking place and how they can make a difference. And those kinds of family values, I believe, shrank because we dumbed down the uh, school system, no child left behind with that... Uh, uh, that began in in the uh, uh, Bush eras, 
and the because they they actually capitalized, as a matter of fact, on that test. I don't know if you are aware of that or not, but that no child left behind in that particular test. Uh, every time the, the all of the states that adopted the thing, every time they took it, the Bush family got uh, a lot of money, and for them to reduce value of the school, actually uh, brought that intelligence down. When I see Jeb Bush out there uh, channeling uh, for a place uh, of, of running for president, it it makes my attempt at running for president uh, look much better to myself. Now, again, I, I'm not going to uh, pretend that you don't have to have millions of dollars to run for president because, look, if you don't put your name out there in front of everybody on a television program and uh, bow to the needs of the of the uh, the billionaires who want to support you, you you actually become another puppet. This is exactly what's wrong with our country today: is the puppeteering and those people who fall on their knees and to go along to get along. Yeah. Yeah. Jeb Bush is a softball candidate. I wouldn't trust him at all. I watched what he did in Florida. wasn't uh, up to par that I thought he should be. And then when they softball McCain in there and, and Romney uh, in 2012, uh, and I like Romney. I thought he was a, nice, a good guy, but he would not get down and dirty. To win this election, it's going to be a very, very – I'm talking about the 2016 election. Absolutely. It's going to be a very – very dirty election. They're going to drag stuff up in people's garbage cans and, and their backyards, and they're going to go interview every neighbor. They're going to find everything this guy or woman who was ever running on the Republican side has done. And, and the candidate needs to get just as dirty as Obama did in let me, 2008. Let me, give you, let, me give you one, let me give you one example of that. Yeah. If somebody came and said, listen, you tired and feathered uh, your uh, uh, some neighbor or some neighbor's dog or something. Uh, yeah. And I would say, and here's what I intend to do for jobs. I'm going to approve the pipeline. I'm going to approve drilling. I'm going to start deregulation. I'm going to stop all of the regulators that have the same task of other regulators. A job created by the tax is not a job. We're going to start elimination. But what about this utard and feather? And then here's what I'm going to do about I'm going to push it in their face and make them wear it. It's going to be that. It's not going to be their control. If you think about it, the best control that the Democrats have is to change the subject. I, it used to. It was making me so angry to see uh, the uh, Democrats and Republicans in the last election get up there, and the Democrats would change the subject, and the Republican would sit there and go along with his subject when he wanted to change it. And I would disallow. I would not give them permission to do that. You see what I mean? You have to be a a person with kahunas to be up there in the first place and and uh god love him i, I know romney was, you know, Hart was in the right place and all that but yeah. he just did not have yeah. the uh the toughness if you will when he was accused of causing a woman's cancer which was all over the media and the woman actually had insurance at the time she had the cancer she lost it five years after she got out of uh, romney's job whatever job was staples whatever whatever those come he should have won right after Obama at that time. He didn't do. He had a series of jokes when they met in certain meetings and parties. Those, those didn't carry. Uh, Romney comes along and says, "Well, forty-seven percent of the people are not going to vote for me anyway." Of course, da 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 da. You don't know that. Uh, they say a hundred million people didn't registered people didn't even vote. I don't know if that's a truism or not. But even if the half that number was, we'd have a different president in there right now. Remember well, the margin was How about the people that voted? How about the people that voted that were were not even people? Okay. How about the, the <laughs> How about the people that were in the cemeteries in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> that happened with Kennedy too, I think, as well against Nixon in 1960. So yeah. the, that, that's what's happening out there. How about the the people that voted five, six, or eight, or ten times? They were and write about it on television. 
That's right. They, they bragged about, about it. it. They went in there, and <laughs> nobody's indicting them, nothing. Or how about the thugs that were outside in Philadelphia with baseball bats <laughs> telling yes. people how to vote? They weren't prosecuted by DOJ. There's a lot of stuff going down here in this country. He, 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 yeah. uh, Eric Holder yeah. threw it out. Yeah. He went Eric Holder threw it out. That was his, one of his first tasks. Yeah. yeah. This is the same Eric Holder that sent out instigators during the Zimmerman trial to to bring, make the people locally furious about what's happening, how Zimmerman could get away with something by defending himself. They actually sent people down on the expense of the DOJ to cause riots down in Florida. Can you imagine that? Our government, our money, our taxes. I mean, you couldn't believe my tax bills. I wouldn't even tell you. People wouldn't just wouldn't believe it. But I, I would tell you this. It's just horrible what's happening. People have rights. Their rights are not being respected. Lawless America is here, and people need to do something about it, folks. Get out and vote. Vote heavy. Oh, vote five, ten times. You don't need an ID, oh, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't <laughs> tell them to talk I'm about go, it. I'm coming over to your state, Florida. <laughs> you're in Florida. So I'm coming down there. There's a lot We're of going to rent a bus. So I'll show my Let's ugly face bus. over there. They'll think I'm a Hispanic or something. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna rent a bus. And, you know, and not, a, no offense to Hispanics, people. by the way. No offense. They have a very excellent work ethic. I, whether they should come across the border, we can argue that ad nauseum. Whether they should get work. Uh, pro- by the way, but when, when the they way, do what, work, what did, they are great yeah, listen, work. Listen, listen to this. How about the the uh, the Godfather of the Senate coming out and saying, "I cannot see a person of Hispanic uh, uh, heritage voting for a Republican." Nonsense. Now, why? Nonsense. Why wouldn't? Why would you not be able to make the same statement? I cannot see a white person voting Democrat. Now, what would be the difference in that? The whole media would be coming down on you yeah. and squandering you, telling you you are a racist and blah blah blah. But Reed can stand up there and say that kind of hogwash, and only people who are going to bring out the truth, like people like myself and and a few others, are, other people are not going to hear it. You know, and they, they just kind of look over it and keep right on yeah. going. But you stand up and say something like, I can't believe white people could even vote Democrat. What You would be attacked. You would absolutely be attacked. They would send the IRS and the, the FBI and the, uh, and the NSA. Yeah. Everybody would be on you. You, know, you couldn't get away from it. We cannot put another Trojan horse in the White House in 2016. I'm sorry, Dr. Carson. I know you're a great surgeon. I live in the same area that he lives in. Let me tell you something. Uh, he has good ideas. I've listened to him. But where was he when Obamacare was being formed? And prior, prior to 2012, I've written this in articles. I've been insulted a number of times. I don't care. Because he's another Trojan horse. He was supposed to be commencement speaker last year at, at Hopkins. They refused to have him, the kids. They were going to protest and not show up because some of his views are not uh, skewed with, with reality. And you so know that's exactly how I feel on that. You and I have yeah. uh, <laughs> come together with that. But here's the thing. Yeah. He is the Trojan horse just like, and, and here's the reason why it's so easily not to trust. Yeah. I go back to Ronald Reagan's trust yeah. but verify. And here here is one caption of a reason why in my book president patriot or puppet i talked about and it was uh, published well before the election in 2012 yeah. it it talked about and praised colin powell okay and then as soon as this black person came up for election he dropped all republican yeah. ties and boom over here to a non a, a person virtually unknown who yeah. had a record covered up, et cetera, et cetera, and voted for him because he was black. He destroyed all of my confidence in what I believe was reality is really a Trojan horse, just like I truly believe. And again, praise be his statements, Dr. Uh, – what's his name? Uh, uh, Carson? Dr. Carson, yeah. Praise uh, be his statements. He makes some good ones and all that. But just like you, where yeah. was he when we needed him the most? Yeah. Way back there when he should have been defending this yeah. and making himself known. Now he jumped yeah. out in the, in the race, and he's another Colin Powell, in my yeah. view. 
It may be even worse than that, David. It may be worse than being Colin Powell, because this guy would be in power. Remember, Colin Powell was appointed. If this guy gets in, I would say that Maryland's going to vote him to be a senator for sure. Of course, he's 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 sort of he has sixty six zero of honorary degrees. What for? What does he have sixty honorary degrees? It's like they put Oprah up on a pedestal. You heard her racism comments, I'm sure, a number of times against white people. Uh, probably three months ago, I think the interview was that she said all all the white people. Uh, if they die, racism will stop. That's insane. She got the Medal of Freedom recently for her craziness, and and this is who we're rewarding people like her. She was certainly abused by this public. She has over about four billion dollars now. These horrible white people made her wealthy yeah. and and famous, and exactly. and the same thing with Michelle. Michelle went to China, and you must have heard this. She's talking about racism here in this country. She had a, a three hundred thousand plus job as a trustee at a hospital, and it was made for her that job and it, it disappeared or evaporated when she left. Oh, she's been right. worried. She got into colleges. She probably never would have gotten into otherwise uh, for academic uh, for means. She's not very intellectually endowed when you listen to her. So here we are. Oh, she was really, really. People are being put ahead in this society when they don't. They don't merit it. And that's and the, the Obamas are just two people like that of many, many people. Now I can't knock Hillary's intellect. She's she has a oh, very high IQ. So does uh, her husband. But they went in the wrong direction. They're in the wrong direction. We see. But they were moderates in the 1990s. Look at look at them right now. They they're just as bad, if not worse, than all. Excuse me, Obama. And what's happening well, is. He's the one. He's the one that. He's the one that that took the key uh, yes. to the lockbox of Social yes. Security yes. and and threw and threw it in the pile of let's yes. spend this. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I don't have a, a a great deal of admiration for Bill Clinton, and again, yes. taking the guns out of the hands of the people in uh, in the uh, uh, army uh, uh, areas, actually was something that created the nightmares that we're living right today. I mean, Fort Hood to is an example back. of that. They didn't have guns, and they had to wait for the police to get there to blow this guy down who's now paralyzed on Nidal Hassan. So absolutely correct. They shouldn't have weapons that are on, on a military base. It's, it's insane, but it gets it worse. It happened in Iraq as well. They were told only to shoot at certain times. They were given orders from the White House. You can only do this. You can only do that. And then... When did Obama become a general? When was he a military person? When did he serve anybody but his own self-interest? And that's right. what we have up there, a person that only serves himself and nobody else. He doesn't care about anybody else, only him in his back pocket. Absolutely. In function of his back pocket, think about it. And in the times that we're having right now, this president has spent more than every president in the past, yes. him and his family, uh, Trips and golfing tours, and uh, the fam his family goes one way and he goes the other, because of course, uh, Mike Talley and myself suspect yes. that he is a uh, a homosexual. So yes. uh, as we look at things that happen around, people should be able to put two and two together and come up with the actual answer of four. And yes. there is no sense in the amount of wasted money the Absolute, uh, I call them the abomination of of all of the uh, of these uh, regulatory agencies that he comes up with, and his entire administration throughout his Muslim Brotherhood. You, he he has to be corrected on national television uh, to say that that when he says uh, I'm a Muslim and the guy says no, you mean a Christian? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, I'm a Christian. And you, we got, we have to be able to mark. And say, listen, yes. this is the truth. The, it comes out of the guy's mouth. He was a Marxist. He didn't, in his own books, if you read his own words, he was uh, controlled and brought up and admired Marxist, communist uh, people. And it's, there's nothing to be gained by hiding from the truth. We have to let truth prevail, and by God, I intend to do my part 
and revealing that truth. And good people like yourself standing with me is a wonderful feeling. I mean, it's an, we're strong Americans. I'm proud of that. I'm never going to waver. I'm never going to be scared to be politically I got to be politically correct we yeah. can't say this and and we got to call it something else we got to call it fair and balanced but what that means is politically correct you know I I'm sick of of all of the mustered down uh media out there it's just it, it's sickening we've got to put the facts out stand on them yeah. and dare somebody to try to change the subject because, by God, I, I don't let that happen. I'm going to maintain the subject matter, and we're going to talk about it in a civil manner. If you want to get the guns out, I'll try to outdraw you because I've got my guns. <laughs> this is the OK Corral. It's tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> it's near 12 o'clock. You <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Doc Holliday's right down to Doc Obama. <laughs> Not to pull out his gun. You know, you know what happened with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, there's no question. We've got yes. to take back the country. It's been stolen. They, they being those in power, and I... Uh, you know, if it wasn't for people like Trey Gowdy, we would not have spokesmen out there no. uh, in uh, the, the government uh, cartel, and that's the way I look at them right now. They just go along to get along. If we somehow, I don't know what the actual action's going to be, but we've got to remove Boehner. That is the most pathetic person on the planet. He is not a spokesman for America. Strong America needs a strong yeah. American up there. Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, I'm sick to death at why we Americans can't see what's going on. And I, I suppose even the amount of time that we spend to try to teach, there are those who will throw rocks at me and say, uh, you're nothing but a totalitarian. Yeah. You are against the, the great democracy leader, our, our wonderful black president who is doing yeah. a wonderful job. I don't <laughs> understand how they can live in this country and make those statements. Even I think they know that they're lying, but even knowing that they're lying, how could they see themselves as being seen as the least bit credible how how many facts have got to storm in yeah. and yeah. holler at them saying, you know you're lying, you know? Period. How about that period? Yes. Yeah, oh but people, wealthy people and others, want to be on the side of power. That's a historical point that's always been like that. Even they knew they were doing wrong and they didn't care about what will happen down the road or legacy or whatever. They want to be on the side of Obama. He's the first black president. They think he's a god in some senses. In other words, how, how he got in there, how he orchestrated the presidency for the last five and a half years. So that's why the Hollywood and the Hollywood crowd is so wealthy, which I wrote about a few days ago, they, that they, they're beyond this. They transcend this. Not the mere millionaires. These are centi-millionaires. Like, uh, I don't know, I can't come on. Sean Connery, one of these guys, is worth $250 million. Or uh, Jack Nicholson's worth $350 million. They don't think like we do. They don't have to worry about a mortgage every day. They don't, they're not attached to Obamacare because it will never affect them. So they don't care what it does to the people, the, the 99% of the population, if they're, if they're hurt in any way. It doesn't matter to them. What matters to them to be on the side of, of the power, and Obama has the power. Right. And there is not a single uh, syllable incorrect in that when we talk about uh, uh, Hollywood. And just look at this Noah movie that came out yeah. that has desecrated the Bible and, and called Noah uh, a killer or, or portrayed him as one and he was supposed to kill his own babies and stuff like that. It's incredible. We've got a, a Hollywood that we already knew was a left-wing bunch of nut jobs, but for them to come out and completely desecrate the Bible and have people... Uh, I was listening to Glenn Beck's radio program, and he yeah. was actually describing yeah. what was taking place in that movie because he was invited to give his uh, opinion of the movie. And he was about to puke on the radio. It was incredible yeah. what was taking place yeah. and how those kinds of things are actually 
what teaches the public. Can you imagine that? Our, our young are, are learning from movies and not books, and, yes. and the type of books that are being pushed on them are those that are irrelevant to the Constitution and have absolutely no moral value whatsoever, yes. and to completely redirect the young. Yes. And it's, it's terrible. No family values. No, it's always single parenthood. There's uh, like 78% yeah. of the black community in prisons right now. Yeah. So, and fathers They have no are, moral center. They have no yeah. moral center at all. Lawlessness yeah. in Baltimore City, 70% of the non-one-person uh, households, not two, like two husband and wife, yeah. uh, babies... The baby generators. I mean, it's ridiculous. We got to get out of here. Uh, okay. I appreciate it. We got to go, and I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you, David. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is freedom.